Welcome. You're listening to WO Voices, a podcast series from Women in Optometry magazine. I'm Marjolyn Bailefeld, editor of Women in Optometry. We're delighted you could join us. We're here today with Dr. Meg Richardson of 2020 Vision Center in Racine, Wisconsin. Dr. Richardson, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Dr. Richardson, you told me earlier that after your 2011 graduation from Pacific University, you, you began working at uh, Sears, which was about 30 miles away from where you lived in Racine. That was all fine and well until the point where you had uh, two daughters who were ready for school and their school was 30 miles in the opposite direction. That left you driving 30 miles one way, turning around going back and driving 30 miles in the other way. So really it was logistics that that sort of uh, prompted uh, your decision to open a practice. Tell us how that came about. So um, about nine months before I actually ended up opening, I started thinking, okay, it'd be great to be closer to home, closer to my kids' school. I looked for um, different kind of practice opportunities in the area and I just didn't find anything that I liked. So I just thought, well, why don't I just open up my own place? Um, My father actually owned a small business in Racine. So he owned a camera store in Racine. So when I was growing up, I basically grew up inside of a small business. And so after watching him do it, I felt like I had the confidence to be able to do something like that myself. So that's how it started. And did you know how to do a business plan growing up in a in a business is still a little bit different than than plotting out your own financials and where did you <laughs> where did you go for help with that yeah so um you know i kind of had a picture in my head of what i thought i wanted the practice to be like so becoming a mother really had an impact on my professional life um so i think moms and parents in general can kind of relate to the fact that as a parent, you really want a place where you can bring your kids and feel comfortable bringing your kids. So Mm -hmm. I knew that I wanted the type of practice where families um, and small children would feel welcome in the practice. And so that kind of was my uh, why behind wanting to start the type of practice that I did. Mm -hmm. Um, As far as the business plan goes, I did a lot of looking online. Um, The Small Business Association was super helpful with that. Um, but also I used a awesome resource in the optometric community, which is a company called PECA, which is Professional Eye Care Associates of America. Mm-hmm. So when I was in optometry school, my best friend's husband started working at PECA. So I have known about PECA since I was in optometry school. Um, so as soon as I knew I was going to open a practice, I immediately contacted my friend, Brian Hoban, who is a member business advisor with PECA. Mm-hmm. And um, he was a wonderful resource with getting the business plan going and specifically the financial side of things um, that I would say is one of my weaknesses and has been going into it was more the financials. I'm not a big numbers person. So to have him help with that. And he helped me apply for my business loan um, with a local bank. You know, he recommended to use a local bank and um, they ended up being wonderful to work with and uh, was able to successfully receive a loan. And a lot of that was, was thanks to Brian and Pekka's help. 
Right. And and my understanding is that the the organization brings more to the table too. I mean, there's there's so many setup details, aren't there? Yes, there are. There's a lot of details for sure. Um, I think one of the most overwhelming things was just the number of different vendors available to you, you know, from equipment vendors to frame vendors. Um, you know, there's just a lot of options available when you're opening a practice and it can be extremely overwhelming. So one of the awesome things that PECA does is that they have these strong partnerships with many different vendors and they help you kind of narrow down well, if you're looking for this, you might enjoy this vendor. You know, they know the vendors very well and what each vendor has to offer. Um, so example, for frame lines, they can help you decide, you know, they can help you look at your demographic in your area and say like, okay, well here you might want this percentage of this type of frame and this percentage of this type of frame. And these are the vendors that offer, you know, those type of frames. So it's, they just have a lot of those numbers, which, if you didn't have that kind of help, I feel like, especially in the beginning, you're kind of just guessing. Um, and frames are a really big investment. I mean, that's one of the big investments to start a practice. So you really want to try to have something, some reason for why you're picking what you're picking, you know? Right. It's uh, expensive to, to guess at that strategy, right? Exactly. It really is. Uh, this was your hometown. Correct. Yep. So you had you had some ins, right, with the uh, people just that you know from from living there for years. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I had moved away, so I had been gone for about eight years for undergrad and optometry school. So of course, you know, it's kind of a different place when you're moving back after that amount of time. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, marketing has been huge. That's kind of one of my passions. Um, I think. I think something that we did well in the beginning was that a lot of the first year I spent time outside of the practice. So I was lucky I had a very strong staff member who I brought with me from Sears. So he, you know, I felt comfortable leaving him in the practice when we weren't seeing patients. I was out a lot in the community. So I've done a lot of um, volunteering and just joined different groups in the community to try to help promote the practice that way. And you know, it's not that I'm going out to these groups and just marketing myself, but it's more forming relationships within the community. Um, and that, you know, those relationships are what help you be known as somebody that, you know, people can trust and people can look to for, you know, for leadership or um, where they can get their, their need, their eye care needs met. So um, the other big marketing thing that I did was Facebook. Um, we use pretty much all of our advertising dollars go to Facebook um, because that's where our target market is moms and families. So I think there's a statistic that, you know, moms make 80% of the medical decisions for the family. And so um, that's really our target market and our age group and our demographic is really on Facebook still. I know a lot of the younger people are kind of getting off of Facebook, but um our target market is still on Facebook. So we kind of hit that pretty hard from the beginning. Right. Now, one of the other decisions that I'm sure you you needed to make at the beginning was how um, automated your, your practice was going to be. These are, these are expensive decisions, looking at things like uh, um, electronic health record systems, you know, practice management systems, things like that. And you chose, you, you, you made decisions there too. That's correct. Yep. So we decided to go with Revolution EHR for our 
um, patient health records. And that was um, actually an easy decision because of their strong partnership with PECA. I looked into, you know, a couple other systems, but mostly I just, I felt really comfortable once I started looking into Revolution. Um, they are a, cloud, a cloud-based system. And so the awesome thing about that is you can, you know, say, check your schedule from anywhere you want. They also have strong partnerships with a lot of the equipment. Um, So I was really lucky because when I decided to open, I found another OD who was closing his, he had two offices and he had just recently chosen to close one office. Um, But a lot of his equipment was actually only a couple of years old. And so I got, yeah, I pretty much got an entire office for um, a good deal, but he had a lot of Marco products. And the cool thing about that is that those uh, do integrate really well with Revolution. And so that just made it, it's made it pretty seamless. Like people, technology is a big investment and it's definitely hard in the beginning to make that choice. But a lot of feedback that we get from patients is that our, te- our office technology is, you know, impressive. They say, wow, I've never had such a thorough eye exam. And that kind of thing. So um, I do think it's important for for patients to see that you're you're willing to invest in in the latest and greatest technologies. The, those first impressions are important because if if you look low budget or old fashioned with your with your technology, it's it's kind of hard to to say no. We're we're really on the cutting edge. Do you see things differently now than than you did two and a half years ago? Um, I think so. I think I have really discovered what direction that I want to go in. Um, I think when we opened, I did want to be a place, you know, specifically for families and children. So we do, again, market to moms and families. um, But I think the evolution has been that I see the practice turning into a pediatric specialty Mm -hmm. practice. So I went to Vision by Design last year, which is the big myopia control meeting. And I really, really got excited at that meeting about um, just trying to focus on orthokeratology and myopia control in kids, because I do think it is a big problem. Um, You know, it's just myopia is huge. It's becoming more and more common. And I think the idea of having a way to stop that or slow that process down is just huge because, you know, historically optometrists haven't had any tools, you know, you just give the kid glasses and say, we'll see you next year for a stronger prescription. We'll see you next year for a stronger prescription. And to have tools available to actually be able to slow that down is just extremely exciting to me. Um, So I really want to move in that direction. And also vision therapy. Um, My dad was diagnosed with dyslexia as a child. And he struggled and struggled throughout school. And he believes that if he would have had vision therapy, he would have been more successful in school and in life. So that has been a big motivator to me that I really want to focus and try to bring vision therapy to the practice as well. Um, currently, we refer we refer children out for vision therapy, but it's something I really want to be able to provide in the office here. So, so I think the evolution has really been that I I really want to kind of niche down and become a really pediatric focused practice in the coming years. Yeah, that's a, a a differentiation point certainly too. I would 
guess from from the other practices in town. Definitely. Yep. I, nobody in our community is really doing it that I know of, you know, as a, as a specialty. The PECA membership has just been such a comfort, I would say. It's almost like a security blanket. Um, when I need to make big decisions about the practice, I know that I can turn to them. Um, Brian has been wonderful. And um, Jenny Wiley is the uh, cold start practice um, advisor. And it's just great to know that I can turn to them if I have questions, like I'm thinking about bringing in this big piece of equipment, you know, can you help me chart out the numbers and see what this might look like and see if this is the correct time to do that? Or maybe if we should wait and focus on something else for a little while. Um, yeah. And they, the thing, the cool thing too, is that they have, PECA has so many member practices that they have this like big picture view of optometry and of private practices. So I think when you're a practice owner and you're just living it day to day, it's easy to kind of get lost in the weeds. And then you're wondering, is this the right decision? Am I doing things right? How are other people doing things? And then to have PECA, which has this big picture data, you know, they give you averages from practices around the country. They can give you averages specific to your size of practice. Um, You know, they just have the big picture view of how, how practices grow, how, you know, things maybe should be looking, how they are looking. It's just, it's great to have somebody there that's saying like, okay, this looks good, or maybe you should be doing this instead. How important is that to a cold start practice? Oh, it's huge. I think it's, it's huge because like I said, you know, especially when you're by yourself, you know, I'm the business owner, I'm the optometrist, but like, it's just me, I'm making all these decisions. And to have somebody there that can tell you, you know, just give you advice on the decisions that you're making. It's huge. Um, I think it can be really lonely. And I think a lot of people in a cold start can feel like overwhelmed and, you know, it's a lot, you're managing a lot. So just to have that resource is is huge. When you joined PECA, the organization was already a, a big help to you. Since that time, I hear that they're doing even more to kind of help cold start practices. That's right. Yep. I believe that they have, they have a huge cold start program and um, they are refining it constantly. Um, And yeah, I think, I think that they just have a ton of resources for cold starts. Um, Again, it's a lot to do with the vendor partnerships and helping to make those big decisions about which vendors to partner with. um, And also just the financials. The first year, I think a lot of it is about patience because it's really hard when you see just money flying out the door month after month in that first year. And it's hard to just sit back and be patient and realize that it's going to grow. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think having somebody there to talk to you and say, you know, this is okay. You're looking good. Financials look okay. You know, this is normal. And just so that you feel like you have a, a lifeline and somebody that knows what they're, what they're talking about because they've seen it before and they've helped other practices through this stage. I mean, the first year you do have a lot of downtime, so it's easy to start to go to that place of panic, like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? Mm-hmm. Um, but when you have somebody to call and talk to, it, it is super helpful. Right. I would just recommend to anybody that's doing a cold start, just call them a lot because that's what they're there for. Um, I think I talked to Brian probably once a week, at least in the beginning months as we were planning and heading up to the opening date. So 
that's what they're there for. And it's not just the consultants. I mean, obviously, that's a that's a huge resource, but there's also uh, resources available on the website. Uh, that's right. Are- they do. They have um, they have education, like continuing education through the website. They do webinars at least once a week. Um, the other awesome thing about PECA is they do what's called peer-to-peer uh, breakout dinners. And so they will you know, send a PECA member to your city. They'll invite all the local ODs from your area. They'll have a speaker, do dinner, um, and then you can talk to other local ODs in your area, which, again, I think just making those connections as a cold start practice is huge because it can be lonely. So if you can make these local connections in your community, that's super helpful. Um, And I really appreciate PECA for being a facilitator of that because I think it's hard to reach out yourself to other optometrists in the community, but when there's a planned event, like, hey, everybody come, let's talk about what we're all doing. It makes it a lot more, more comfortable and more, more fun for everybody. Are you where you had hoped you would be two and a half years since your opening? (laughs) That's a good question. I think so. Um, I think I always say the hardest part is being patient because of course I have this big vision of like where I want it to go. And so it's hard sometimes to pause and just be like, okay, we're here. You know, we are growing consistently. Our revenues are good. Like everything's going well. I'm very happy with where we are. Um, but of course I always want to make it better. You know, I love to improve our systems, trying to improve efficiency. And then of course, keeping an eye on the long game. Like I said, I, I really want to expand it into more of a pediatric practice. So, um, you know, for me, it's always like balancing, okay, I'm really happy we're where we need to be right now, but like, how can we keep pushing it forward? Um, you know, comfortably without, without losing our systems that we have in place currently. What else do you like about the uh, Revolution EHR software? I think the the cool thing about Revolution is that they are really a comprehensive support system. You know, they're not just an EHR. They do have other supports in place. So they have these kind of spinoff things like Rev Imaging. So so cur- I should say currently in my practice, we we only use the EHR right now from Rev, but I know they have these other options available and it's something that I'm looking forward to growing into as the practice grows. So they have one called Rev Imaging, which is like a comprehensive image management. Um, they also have Rev Connect, which is like a patient contacting tool. So uh, you know, it's one of those where they will text the patients, recalls, all that stuff. Um, and they do have a really cool glasses program, which is called 1284. And it's integrated with Rev and it allows you to offer glasses at a much dis- more discounted price to patients. Um, again, we're not using that currently in our practice, but I'm really looking forward to it because you know, a lot of times these days patients are walking out the door because they want to get glasses more inexpensively. Mm-hmm. And the 1284 program with Rev allows you to keep those patients in your office because you can offer um, glasses much more inexpensively. The other really cool thing about Rev is their support system. Their reps are great. So anytime we have an issue or we need to call somebody, the Uh, Customer support people are wonderful. And Rev told me too, which I didn't know this, but uh, all of their customer support reps have worked in an eye care practice before. So they're all experts with the software and they understand, they really understand the inner workings of an optometric practice. So 
um, yeah, I can't say enough good things about Rev. So these are the kinds of sort of uh, high tech touch points too for patients being able to you know use the the uh, text and and email communications um, uh, be, for you being able to to check things online and and have the cloud based access um, and and the the Rev image as you were describing it too. Those those must be just where patients say, oh, this is different. Yeah, that's exactly right. And I think, you know, I think that's expected these days. And so I think that, um, you know, to really be successful in a practice these days, you have to have those kind of high tech touch points for patients. Um, It really gives you credibility as an office. And I think it really impresses the patients that you, um, you know, you're coming up in the digital age, and you're really staying on top of these type of things. So yeah, I think that's all really important. Great. Dr. Richardson, thanks so much for having been with us today. It's been such a pleasure hearing about your cold start practice and how PECA and Revolution EHR have both helped you get started and stay on track here. Much uh, success to you in the future. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. And I love your podcast. (laughs) That's great to hear. Listeners can learn more about PECA and Revolution EHR on their channels on the womeninoptometry.com website. I also hear that Rev is putting together an ebook uh, that will come out later this summer called The Ultimate Guide to Starting a New Optometry Practice. You didn't have that book uh, when you started, did you, Dr. Richardson? But it seems like you got probably the advice from it just in, in a different format. I did not. I wish I would have. <laughs> Terrific. Thanks again for listening and uh, thanks for being here, Dr. Richardson. Thank you for listening. I hope you join us again next time on WL Voices. If you'd like to be part of our podcast series, please contact us. You can email us at wovoicesonline at gmail.com or via our website, womeninoptometry.com, on Facebook at WL Magazine, or through Twitter or Instagram at WomenODs. See you next time.